Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Just after 1 o'clock here at KSL News Radio, second hour of the program. Uh, we're going to return to an issue which, we, which we've discussed a number of times here. And if I'm honest, I thought the last time we discussed this that it, that was going to be it. I kind of saw a path for this, and it was almost inevitable uh, at the time it seemed that the name of Dixie State University would, in fact, be changed. We on this program, we spoke with uh, Dave Clark, who's the chair of the Dixie State Board of Trustees. That was uh, back on the 2nd of this month, as he had uh, explained to us, at least, why he had added his support to the name change and the impact potentially that he could have on Utah's Capitol Hill as the legislation makes its way through the process up there. You'll remember uh, Dave Clark, uh, a member of the House from 2001 to 2012, uh, serving ultimately as the speaker of that body. Here's just a sample of that conversation. Former Speaker of the Utah House Dave Clark, uh, a Republican St. George resident, uh, now currently the chair of the Dixie State Board of Trustees, which last year voted unanimously to recommend to the Utah legislature a change of the Dixie State University name. There, there is no question that having had a uh, personal and working relationship with folks up there, um, that um, my voice hopefully will uh, at least be part of what they do in their decision making. But I can tell you right now from having set up there, uh, each and every decision is is theirs and theirs alone, and they need to weigh all of the responsible areas. Now, that last line, that last part of his statement there is one that, at the time, I didn't think much of it. I paid attention to the first half where he said, yeah, my relationships, I think, uh, do carry a little bit of sway up there. And, uh, you know, my time and experience up there uh, ought to be a, a help. Now, I'm summarizing, of course, he didn't say exactly that, but there at the end, he pointed out something very interesting, that they are individual lawmakers and that they will be making the decisions. And something interesting has happened. Two things, as a matter of fact. Uh, a poll has been conducted by Scott Rasmussen, and it shows that a majority of Utahns are against a change of the Dixie State University name. In a moment, we're going to discuss what exactly that means. Uh, but more practically, in terms of the process through which this piece of legislation is passing right now, uh, it is facing a pretty significant roadblock on Utah's Capitol Hill. To help us sort all this out and talk back and forth about it, uh, a wise man to whom I reach out to every time I need to sort some thoughts out in my own mind, uh, KSL News Radio's Boyd Matheson, host of Inside Sources, as well as the opinion editor of the Deseret News. Boyd, uh, sir, help me sort all this out. Where, where, where do we begin? Do you want to talk about the poll or you want to talk about the Senate? Uh, you know, I'll probably start with the Senate. I think that's uh, where we're really uh, stuck in the end of this thing. The sure. House, of course, passed uh, House Bill 278, 
by a by a veto proof majority, by the way, is 51 to 20. Uh, after some pretty robust, pretty impassioned debate. Uh, and before that, of course, the House Education Committee passed it by a 12 to 2 vote. Uh, Governor Spencer Cox is on the record said he'd sign the bill uh, in its current form, said it's important to, to move the institution and that region uh, out uh, into a national space. Uh, so all of those things lined up. And then uh, and then it gets uh, held uh, really in a non-governmental way. Uh, it gets held in a committee, uh, excuse me, a caucus meeting, a GOP caucus meeting, which is closed to the public. Um, and so Senator Don Epson, uh, who represents St. George, said Friday he just, he just came. The only thing he said about it uh, over and over and over and over and over again is that it's evident the community community's not ready uh, for the name change, and and that's not the job. Uh, the job is to have the debate and to have the conversation in front of the citizens of the state of Utah. And, and so to me, uh, you, you know that I uh, rarely agree or quote the New York Times, uh, <laughs> but, but their masthead has got it right. Democracy dies in darkness. Uh, it really does. Uh, and these uh, I always say the thing that should send a shiver up our spines is behind closed doors. And when our elected officials go behind closed doors, uh, they're not working for us. They're working for special interests. And I, I fear that's what's happening, and I'm also fearful they're going to run out the clock uh, on this. If, it, if they hold it and hold it, then they can throw up their hands and say, well, we just we run out of time. And I, I think it's time for the public to call uh, on the members of the Senate uh, to assign this to a committee immediately, and then let's hear it out. Uh, you don't even have to be determined what the, what the vote is. Let it play out, but yeah. let it play out in public, uh, not behind closed doors. Well, what about the the public? There is this there is this survey uh, published in the Deseret News, conducted by uh, Scott Rasmussen, and it shows the the results. The, the question very basically: Should Dixie State University change its name? Sixty one percent saying no, twenty saying yes, and then nineteen percent unsure of what should happen. Could could this poll here? And this is a multi part question, so follow me. The should this poll here be considered as the public to whom uh, uh, Senator Ibsen refers, or uh, is and, and is this the right poll uh, to be considering? Well, I, I think part of it is uh, we have to make sure we we put polls in their proper place, right? Uh, because we're not a uh, we don't just get to do things by majority rule. That's not how it works. Um, and so that poll, I think, is, is instructive. Uh, but again, that's just one level of questioning. Uh, if you look at some of the other polling that's been done, including some by Cicero Group, uh, you know, they found that 52 percent of who lived outside of Utah believe the name is detrimental to the school's brand. And, and that's my, uh, that's so my big question at, is if we are going to select an, a, a group to poll, who is the appropriate audience? Is it uh, Utah residents? Is it uh, is it the nation at large? Is it alumni? Is it uh, Washington County residents, St. George residents, uh, current former students? I, I don't know who or if there is an appropriate uh, group to to be asking this question of. Yeah, and I think I think we do have to expand it. I think in a lot of the polling, of course, you're not going to see students showing up in in that polling. Uh, you're not going right. to sh- see people who maybe were from Utah, went to Dixie, and then they're now working in you know San Francisco or New York. 
Um, and so there, I think we do have to look at the, the broad range there. But the bigger thing to me than the than the poll, and, and you know, I'm one of those who don't think we should decide anything by polling. Um, I think we should do it by debate sure. and elevated conversation. And, and I think that's what we've got to call for. Uh, and let's let everyone make the case. Uh, what does it mean? Uh, we know Dixie means a certain thing in the state of Utah and in southern Utah in particular. Uh, there's great heritage there, and that's that's awesome and great. Uh, it also means something vastly different in other places right. uh, and where the school has been tied to that in terms of having a rebel uh, as a mascot, clearly a, uh, a connection to the uh, to the old south uh, pre-Civil War, uh, the flag, uh, the old Dixie flag and all of those kinds of things. So that there's clearly some connection there um, that we need to come to grips with. But then we got to really have the bigger conversation, which is. Uh, and I've said this several times uh, in our conversations in the newsroom, which are always helpful to me, Likewise, uh, is that if we really if we really want to honor the pioneers that settled that part, if we really want to honor the trailblazers that are now the mascot of the university, uh, we need to do what they did. And that is you use something to advance to where you get. And then when it's no longer useful, the most trailblazing thing to do is to discard it. Right. And move forward strategically to what's next. And I think Dixie State University is uniquely positioned to be a force, not just in the Southwest, but across the country as a another Utah institution leading the way. Uh, but with that name, Dixie, that's a that's still a challenge to faculty, to students, to employers and a host of other things. And so regardless of where we land, uh, we all should stand up and say, Let's do this in public. Let's have a crucial conversation. Let's have an uncomfortable conversation. And then let's be responsible and let's have debate, votes, and amendments in front of the citizens. I, I think that's where we got to get. Last question for you, Boyd. They don't call your program Inside Sources for nothing. Uh, if you're reading tea leaves and touch, touching base with your sources, uh, do, do you predict that this stand holds or will uh, the, those in the Senate in power to do so re- relent and give this time a day? Uh, it will it will die uh, behind closed doors un- unless one of two things happens. Uh, either the leaders up there lead uh, and really listen and have a conversation with the public, or the public leads uh, and demands of their representatives that they have the conversation in front of and with the public. And so to me, it is going to be a leadership issue. And whether that leadership comes from the politicians or where that leadership comes from the citizens. Uh, leadership is the key to this thing. And to all of these kinds of conversations that we have to have if we're really going to move society forward in a significant way. Very good. Uh, Boyd Matheson, thanks as always. Boyd Matheson, my guest, host of Inside Sources and opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks again. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, though, let me put out the invitation to you. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. As this uh, saga has played out, starting with a vote by the board uh, of Dixie State University, uh, now a piece of legislation passed by a veto-proof majority in the House up on Utah's Capitol Hill, now stalled in the Senate. Where do you stand still? The fundamental question, ought this university, Dixie State University, ought it receive a new name? Give me a call. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. Your call's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. We're continuing this conversation regarding Dixie State University and the future 
of that name, Dixie. It has been a debate that's been playing out for some time now. Uh, there was a vote cast uh, some time back by the Dixie State Board of Trustees. I'll, I'll point out the chair of that board is Dave Clark, uh, a name you may recognize if you're a follower of Utah politics. Dave Clark, a, a Republican, member of the House here in Utah from 2001 to 2012, serving uh, ultimately as the speaker of that great body. Uh, and he had uh, a lot of back and forth in his own mind. In fact, uh, I he's shared this story uh, here on the air, so I'm not uh, bashful to share it again. He, in fact, told the, the president at a time, the president of the university, that he didn't want to be a part of changing that name. And if it meant removing him from the board, well, then so be it. Well, uh, then he did some learning. His mind was open. And his attitude changed a bit after speaking with those within the university community, uh, outside of the community, speaking even with uh, members of his own family, ultimately leading him to unanimously with the rest of the board members voting to recommend to the Utah State Legislature uh, that they change this name. That ultimately uh, gave way to a piece of legislation introduced in the House. That bill has passed the House uh, by a veto-proof majority, a Majority, Boyd Matheson pointed out, and yet it is now stalled in the Senate. You heard uh, Boyd just a, a moment ago. Uh, describing the circumstances there. Uh, My question to you is, where do you stand on this? There have been uh, kind of new voices and even new polling come out since this debate started. So I'd like to hear where you stand today. Uh, The number is 801-575-8255. In just a moment, we're going to be speaking with uh, my friend Scott Howell, who has uh, some unique perspective on this. But uh, getting back to the university, before we speak with Scott and you, again, 801-575-8255, the Dixie State University administration has just put out uh, a statement regarding the current state uh, of the, the legislation, the name change legislation. I'll, I'll read you the, the first paragraph here. It reads, Dixie State University is encouraged that the Utah Senate is working on HB 278, name change process for Dixie State University. The university is prepared to work with senators to support our students and prepare our alumni for rewarding careers, all while honoring the Southern Utah heritage. However, we are concerned that we have not heard specific proposals to strengthen the bill and the end of the session is rapidly approaching. Discussions regarding the Dixie State name have been ongoing for decades, and it is now clear that the name is creating measurable and widespread negative impacts on our students, alumni, and institution. Out of respect for our students and the hard work they put into earning their degrees, the university feels it is paramount that the bill is heard on the Senate floor this year. This recommendation has been unanimously supported by the Dixie State University Student Association, Education Executive Council, University Council, and a long list uh, of other uh, supports. That list wrapping up with Governor Cox, uh, who has publicly shared his support for the bill. Where do you stand? Should Dixie State University change its name? 801-KSL-TALK is the number. Uh, Let's first chat with a good friend of the program, Scott Howell, who last time we discussed this uh, sent me an op-ed piece uh, where he shares his own personal experience with the university and uh, embarrassingly uh, was not aware of all of the connections that Scott has had with Dixie State University, and he joins us now to talk about them and share his position. Uh, Scott, thanks for uh, being available to us. How are you? 
I'm fine, Lee, and thank you very much for uh, taking up this very, very important issue, not only for St. George, but for the state of the Utah, and more in a uh, global perspective of where our world is today. So I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk about it, the pros and cons. Sure. Uh, I, I want to talk about. I want to talk in a moment uh, about your personal connection to the university, uh, but I want to ask you first about this poll. There is this uh, Rasmussen poll which recently revealed that 61% of Utahns are against a name change. 19% not sure, just 20% uh, saying yes. In fact, the name ought to change. Uh, How does that strike you? What does that mean to you? Well, the first thing I thought about uh, when I read that is that um, people clearly aren't having a global perspective of what our world is in today's virtual world, I should say and where we are as a, a country. And the other thing that just, just slapped me in the face was the comments made by uh, LDS Apostle Dallin Oaks when he said, end racism, and when he also said that black lives matter. And the thing that I thought about, do we not get the message about what, our, what those of that faith uh, leaders say? And it was as clear as clear could be to me that people aren't really understanding this. And the other thing on polls, uh, something of this nature, I'm just wondering if people really understand what happens when you have a university that has such terrible connotation outside of the very uh, small uh, Washington County and, and maybe a little bit over in Dyron County. And, you know, uh, the other thing that that struck me really uh, made me sad on that poll is I don't think people are thinking about the students. I think that they're just thinking in terms of, oh, there's a cancel culture that's going on or it's this BLM because the students are what count. And I think if you really had a genuine interest in the students, you'd say, I want to do everything I can to help that young man or that young woman get a job in society uh, and a global nature with our the way our economy is, and do everything I can to help them instead of hindering them. And the Cicero survey, which I uh, have been privy to, and everybody can see it, by the right. way, it's online, it said that very thing. It said employers are using this as to say, well, why did you go to that racist school without even understanding what it is? So for me, I wish everybody would step back and say, Am I thinking about myself or am I thinking about the students? And we all should be thinking about the students. Yeah, uh, Scott, listen, thank you so much for, for weighing in here. You, you made yourself available at the drop of a hat, and I'm always appreciative to you uh, for that. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your insight and your conversation. We have about uh, 90 – thank you, sir. But we have about uh, 90 seconds left, and I want to go to uh, Caitlin from North Ogden who has uh, a view on this. Again, about 90 seconds. Caitlin, thank you so much for calling in. Where, where do you stand on this issue? Agree with everything said. They need to change it. I know this sounds like it's ancient history, but just to kind of put it in perspective, years ago they wanted to, they were arguing over changing Utah State, which it is now from Utah State Agricultural College. Well, I graduated from there, and I'm really glad that somebody had the guts to do it. They argued at the mm-hmm. time, but I really would rather be from Utah State 
University, the Utah State Agricultural College. Caitlin, let me ask you this question. You, with that name change, with the dropping of Agricultural College and the transition to a university, Utah State University, did you feel when that change happened, the name change, did you feel that a portion of your uh, heritage, tradition, your culture had been taken away from you or canceled? Absolutely not. I was thrilled. They were griping about stupid things like they were going to lose money on the shirt. <laughs> that they already had in, <laughs> in stock and the hats. And it was like, come on, we don't want to be from a, you know, well, you don't want to knock agriculture, but still, it's sure, Utah it's a, State Uni. To, to, it to drop it broadens, broadens the, the, the horizons of the university. You don't, uh, it's not disparaging to agricultural, sure, not at all. Uh, listen, Caitlin, I have to run because time is tight, but I'm very grateful to you for uh, both listening, calling in, and, uh, and sharing with us that view and that uh, comparison to the change at Utah State University. Uh, that's going to do it for this topic, but it is uh, an incredible debate which continues to play out. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if you want to continue participating, 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line, send a note. As well, you can navigate your way over to my Facebook page. It's Lee Lonsberry. You search there. And then uh, in the upper right corner, you'll see a little live mic logo. That's the one to click on. And one of the more recent posts uh, discusses this very issue. I'd love in the comment section to hear what you have to think about, again, the changing of the name from Dixie State University uh, to something else. That is the question before uh, the Utah State Legislature right now, specifically in the hands of uh, a certain few members of the Utah State Senate. Quick break. When we come back, how much would you pay to save your pet's life? How much would you pay the vet? Keep that pet alive. We're going to discuss that next, and I'm going to open the phone lines. Coming up ahead on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.